have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. And I couldn't be more excited because today is actually, you know, we're going to share with you an impromptu episode. Yay. And I, I know. And I have one of my favorite humans who also happens to be my business coach and friend. And now publishing client, I have Leanne Kim with me, the one and only today. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Sabrina. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. And thanks for, you know, pivoting. Pivoting has been, pivot has been like the word of 2020 and 2021. So it's, it's only, it only makes sense that it's happening today. So today was supposed to be our Amazon launch. But technical difficulties, which I'm sure everyone has experienced in plentiful this year because of, you know, everything that's going on in our current climate, tons of technical difficulties everywhere, printing issues, uh, all the things, you know, it's, it's amazing how many industries are impacted by what's happening right now. But here we are, we pivot and we adapt and we adjust and we make it work. And that's what, you know, as an entrepreneur, we have to do it all the time. <laughs> As moms, we have to do it all the time. And as authors, we have to do it all the time. So thank you for making this work today. And I couldn't yeah. be more excited. We've actually been talking about having you on the show for I don't know how long now. So it's great that it's happening today. <laughs> and it's going to be aired today. I so love it. it's all happening <laughs> in real time. I love it too. So thanks, thanks for that. And I'm just so excited to have you on and chat it through because I love asking authors about their process and hmm. you know what's entailed behind the scenes because I think so many people see you know oh it's so glamorous you have a book and you know that's it it's a product that you're holding in your hand and of course it's beautiful and of course it's perfect but the process is the messy part that people don't see so I'd love for you to share with us today a little bit about what that looked like for you yeah, I'd be so honored. And, and, and thank you again for having me on the show. I, I think this is the second time I've been on your podcast in as many years. So, um, and, you, and you do such a beautiful job at cultivating community and bringing people together that it's such a treat to come and speak to your people and, and share what I've learned. So um, yeah, the process. So if it's okay, I'll take you back to sort of the decision to write the book. Can I start there? Yeah, please do. Okay. So, and since the conversation today is all about pivoting, it's perfect because I, I take us back to the time where that word went from just being a word to being like the word of the year. So it was about probably about April, actually about a year ago now, April of 2020. And I had been sort of, you know, we had all been by that point about a month in a month or two into the pandemic. And so for me and my people that I coach, primarily moms, we were now a couple months into juggling, um, trying to run a business, trying to keep our sanity, having kids at home, 
for many of us, uh, online learning was like kind of unstructured. So we're juggling all the things. And I sort of hit this moment of burnout where like the, the systems, I'm using air quotes here, <laughs> that we had put into place were non-existent. Um, we're, just, we're just kind of like, you know, fizzling and failing all around. And I, I felt this deep sense of like, um, just a, a deep sense of lack of joy and fulfillment in my own life, as I'm sure so many of us did. Um, but it was kind of compounded by the fact that I coach women very much like me. So while I'm going through this, they're also going through this. And every coaching call I had for that first month or two of the pandemic was, I don't know if I can do this. I can't believe that this is how I'm spending my days. I feel like all my time is going to other people. And, you know, basically all these conversations centered around not feeling lit up. And in fact, the thought of us feeling joyful at that time, and I would say for many of us still, it's like, it's so low on the priority list when you're just trying to get through the days and keep your family intact and, you know, keep everyone healthy and happy and moving forward. And so that really struck me at that time, like the, the deep pain that people were feeling. And it was compounded by that, of the fact that many of the people that I serve had built these businesses that, you know, were successful by certain standards, but it wasn't lighting them up. So either they had made these choices and they found themselves in this position where parts of the business just weren't feeling aligned. Um, and I know that that's probably a feeling that you can resonate with as well. Or, um, you know, just, just again, like feeling like it was about what do I have to do for my business to survive? And when we're in that survival, that fight and flight, fight or flight mode, it's almost impossible for us to feel any joy. And there was just a moment where I was like, that's it. That's the book I want to write. Because I had been speaking to you about writing a book. I'd been speaking to your amazing editor, Christine Stock, as well, for years about writing a book. And I'd even tried to write a book a couple of times, but I'd get a little bit into it and, and I'd lose my focus. And the reason was it, it, those weren't the books I was meant to write. This, this is the book that I was born to write was how to help people build a joyful business. Because I think that at my core, that's what I've done. And that's what I'm, I'm great at. I'm not about building a, a profitable business at all costs because most of my clients are moms. And if we're, we're, you know, if we're doing that, I mean, we can kind of get into that, but essentially for me, if we're not having joy on a daily basis, it's probably not worth it. So yeah, that's a little bit about like how I made the decision to start, to start writing it. Well, I mean, it is the appropriate book for you for sure, because we talk all the time in private about, you know, operating in your zone of genius, I always say. And, you know, that is the place where not only your skill set live, but your heart and your soul live. Because, you know, we've all heard the quote, you know, if, if you're doing something you love, then it doesn't feel like work. And, you know, and that's true. But there's so many pieces that go into building a joyful business that, you know, I think you said it best, you know, people start their own business to have more time freedom, have more financial freedom, and they end up really just sort of drowning. So can you talk to that a little bit about, you know, your strategies around building a joyful business, some of the most important pieces that go into that? Oh, Absolutely. And the first thing I will say to, if you're watching this or listening to this and, and you've had moments of that, moments of like, I'm not feeling joy, I must be doing something wrong. 
rest assured, you're not doing anything wrong. It's totally common. And I can say this after coaching hundreds of amazing, badass female entrepreneurs. We all go through this period of like falling out of love with our business. Usually, you know, for me, I wrote about it in the book. There was a, there was a moment that was sort of between six, at six months, actually, I kind of hit burnout. And so it's not, um, it's not our fault because nobody gives us the blueprint of how to build a joyful business, at least not until this book existed. <laughs> there was no blueprint. And so most of us are kind of, kind of fumbling along. We're figuring it out. And I applaud that. Like that's what the first year or so is all about is just figuring it out. But um, what I want to offer is that we do, whether we're aware of it or not, we do make these choices, right? We are making choices all along the way when it comes to what we want to create and who we want to serve and how we want to serve them. Just sometimes we're more intentional about those choices than other. And so what I find is we, we make these choices because decisions have to be made along the way. And then we find ourselves in a place where, oh, wait, I actually don't love this business or I, I have, I'm serving these clients and they're just really not lighting me up, right? And how, how we know that is little things like, you know, you're going to have a, a, a session with your client and you're like, oh, I'm not looking forward to this. Or, you know, worst, worst case scenario, we're waking up in the morning and we're like, oh, we're dreading working in our business because we've made these choices. So some of the areas that I'll, I'll share, and they're literally the chapters in the book, some of the areas where I feel like we are making these choices that are not bringing us joy are our vision. So that's the what we want to create, um, our role within that vision. So that's the like our, our zone of genius stuff for sure. And most of us are not in our zone of genius enough in our business because we're wearing all the hats. Um, I call it the you're being the doer of all the things instead of being the CEO, right? Um, our customers, a lot of us are settling for less than stellar customers, right? We're thinking we have to be all things to all people or else we're not going to have a business. And then a big one for me is, is how we show up. Once we know who we want to serve, like truly at our core, it is how we show up and serve those people. So that's our marketing, our sales process. It's also the you know, little things that we think we take for granted, like the hours that we choose to work on our business. Many of my people, especially my mamas, think that that's not in their control. And I'm here to argue it kind of is in our control. Maybe not 100% of the time, and, and certainly not this week because we're recording this on April break. <laughs> <laughs> I use air quotes because like, who is actually having a break this week? That's what I would love to know. <laughs> totally. Even how, you know, how we view the money side of our business how we view building a team, all of those things um, are, the, they, they are the things that will dictate whether or not we're experiencing joy. And to me, I say, you can keep doing what you're doing, but if you're not being intentional about all of these pillars in your business, at some point, you're going to end up feeling burnt out. At some point, you're going to want to quit. So I want to kind of preempt that with the book. I really want, like, if, if I could have it my way, every single human being who is thinking about starting a business would have this book in their hands from the minute they have the idea to start a business. But oftentimes we don't get that opportunity and we're, you know, six months or a year down the line, even still, that's a great time to start to do this work and just start asking some of the questions that I ask in the book. Yeah. No, it, I, I mean, I'm so honored and blessed that I got my hands on it before anyone else, because as a publisher, that's what we get to do. 
definitely one of the perks of the job. Uh, but as my business coach, you know, I've worked with you for over a year now, and I can say completely honest and transparent that this book has everything that we worked on together sort of condensed into, you know, 250 pages. And it's incredible because it really is, you said the word blueprint. It's the blueprint to building a joyful business. It truly is. So everyone who's watching this and listening to this, get your hands on this book. If you're thinking of starting a business, if you've started a business and maybe it's feeling a little bit sticky or you know, it's not bringing you joy, get your hands on this book because it will make those changes for you. There's so much depth, so many great questions, so many great tips. You know, you really do kind of give it all away, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. You know, there's obviously benefits, major benefits to working with you, you know, privately or in your group coaching, or even just in Mamas and Co, which is your community and, and membership because there's that accountability piece, there's that, you know, being able to interact and bounce ideas, but this is a great place to start. This book has everything in it that you need. And I love, you know, I always compare building a business to raising a a child because there's so many similarities, right? There isn't a blueprint. And I wish somebody could give me a blueprint of like how to raise my kids, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) With, with a business, you know, there is some technical stuff that goes into it. There are yeah. some actual, some tools and tips and strategies around it. Whereas parenting is just like throw spaghetti against the wall and try and figure it out. And every kid is different and every, you know, but I always compare the two because I do think there are so many similarities between building a business and raising a family. Right. Totally. Totally. And you hit the nail on the head. It's like, it's like the wild west, right? There's so many different ways to do it. There's so many different, pe- you know, people giving you advice along the way. And so, um, and you touched on something that I think is really important is tools, right? Strategies, tangible strategies and tools that you can use. And some of the tools that I offer in the book may not be for you, but I work with a lot of people who come at their business from a place of passion. And maybe they're just really great at what they do, or they have a great idea. But I would say like less than 10% of those people have any sort of background in sales or marketing. And so that's why, or or even anything to do with running a business, like, you know, um, being a leader, hiring your team. I think about the money side of business, which is often very confusing for people because they just haven't done it before. And so that's why I did want to put a ton of tangible tools and strategies right in the book. It was funny. My husband said the same thing. He's like, after he read it, because he, he read it once early on, like probably let the second or third draft. And he was like, uh, aren't you worried that people aren't going to hire you as a coach? You really do. Like you tell them everything. And I'm like, yes, but reading it and actually doing the work are two very different things. So I do, I do think it's a great starting point. It won't be a replacement for coaching, certainly, no. but for a lot of people, um, yeah, I mean, we, we give the strategies that nobody else is sharing. I mean, pe- I don't, I don't know a lot of people that are literally giving you a blueprint on how to write a job description and how to f- hire your first virtual assistant. Like, I, I think those things are important. And so now what I get to do when somebody says, Leanne, can I pick your brain for like an hour? I can say, no, you can't, but you can pick up all <laughs> my best strategies all in one place for $23 plus tax and shipping. 
you know, like that really was a big, a big piece of it for me is I just am not, I can't, I can't coach everyone. And you know, this too, like you can't serve everyone in a one-on-one capacity. Um, but yeah, I, I did. I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I did want to make this really, really valuable for people. Oh, and it is. And it's true, right? I mean, that certainly wouldn't bring joy if you were coaching 10,000 people all at once. It would definitely, if it, not even possible, but it would definitely be overwhelming and burn out quickly. So I love that you've just sort of condensed it all into a book. But you touched on something I think is really important there too, is, is action. Because mm. people can read the book, they can get the tools, they have the blueprint. But then what I've seen, you know, in my previous coaching business and with a lot of you know, our community is, you know, now they know what to do and then they stop. It's yeah. the same with writing a book, right? Most people get to that point where they're like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to write a book. And then they stop <laughs> because it's overwhelming. The how is always the overwhelming part, right? Then maybe they nailed their why, they've nailed the what. But then it comes to the how and they, they internalize it and, and stop in their track. Can you yeah. talk a little bit to that of how you advise people, like some advice that you give to your clients, maybe when it comes to that point of, you know, action, because I know you have a saying that you talk about all the time and I think it'll really resonate with, with our people when they hear it. What, what saying is that? I have many. The, the, <laughs> the progress over perfection. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do think perfection yeah. is the cat. It's the, it's the block, right? It's yeah. often the block. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was torn between, is she talking about that one progress, not perfection or um, done is better than perfect, which is another one I say yeah. all the time, but yeah, I mean, I think at, at our core, we are our own worst critic. And that is, again, it's not our fault. It's how our brains are programmed Our our brains are programmed to keep us safe. And in many cases, that's also keeping us small. And so it's not our fault that we want to make things perfect. Uh, You know, that was also for many of us, that's how we were raised as children and, you know, to be good, good little girls and to be good students and to get the gold star. And I see it in my nine-year-old daughter too. Like she really loves getting the gold star. And so did I when I was that age. But um, oftentimes it's that drive for things needing to be perfect. That is what keeps us in a place of inaction right? We think we're moving forward because we're doing things like, well, let me just write one more draft. Let me just um, make this graphic even more pretty. Let me just ask the advice of three or four more people before I'm ready to do it. And so um, I'm such a big advocate for taking imperfect, messy action and just going for it anyway, especially when you're building a business. I mean, you don't know what you're doing and you will only learn what you're doing. You'll only learn that stuff by doing, by trying stuff, by putting out offers and seeing what resonates or by, you know, and I talk about this in the book. I had to do a double check because I was like, did this make it in the final cut? But it did. (laughs) Um, Page uh, 228, just, just in the last few pages of the book, actually, I talk about next steps and I talk about the importance of putting what you're learning into action. Learning is great. And uh, Sabrina, I know you're like a lifelong learner like me too. Mm-hmm. So I love learning. But when we, the way we actually really learn is by doing, right? We learn so much better by doing. No one's going to teach you how to write a book without like, you got to write a book, right? No one's going to teach you how to launch a course. You will learn it so much better through actually launching a course. And so that's kind of how we, um, 
that that's what I touch on in the book is the importance of understanding, okay, what, now that I have this knowledge, what do I need to go and do? What area do I need to focus on? And, and oftentimes it's when we can let go of that per- perfection, um, that's when the true magic happens, right? In our, in our business. That's when, and I mean, just look at what, what happened today. If we were like clinging to perfection, yep. we would be like, no, let's reschedule. We'll move it back by a month. And we were like, no, let's just go ahead imperfectly and we'll get it done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and I love that about you. And, and that's, I mean, that's exactly what today is about. It's about pivoting. It's about adapting. And, you know, that's what these last year and a half, two years have been about as well. So, you know, if you're thinking of starting a business, if you're, even if you just have that little nudge, that little tiny, you know, blip in your heart, that's like, I really want to start a business and I want to do it joyfully. That's that I think is the key nugget. It's just, don't worry about the, all the pieces. You just got to try. If I, if I look back, you know, reflecting on you know, the past few years since I incorporated my business. So three years ago, you know, the amount of things I did, you know, when I met you and started working with you as a business coach, I had all of the ideas. I remember you, you know, forcing me, force sounds really aggressive, but you were like, no, no, you need to, what are the three top things? What are the three things that you do? Because right now you're, you're labeling like a hundred things and it's too much. You're going to burn out. I was like, no, but I really love this. And I don't want to let go of this. And I love this too. And it was mind boggling when I actually finally recognized what those, you know, three things were and then continued to go forward in that way. But yeah, you have to, you have to try to learn. You have to, you know, throw it out there and fail and fall down. And, you know, that's part of building a business, even a joyful one. You know, you have to fail to figure it out. Oh, I always totally. say harmony over hustle, right? I don't like the word hustle. I feel like it's, it's overused and, and it has no value. The word hustle is aggressive and it's, you know, I'm a hustler, but it is when you're building a business that's full of hustle, it's just that you don't have to work that hard, but you do have to put yourself out there. You have to put yourself out there. You have to try, you have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to, you know, be seen and exposed and feel like, you know, a naked person standing in the middle of a room because that's what it is. That's it's vulnerable. It's that's the hard work. It shouldn't always be a grind and a hustle and you know stressful. It should feel uncomfortable though. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head. That's how you know you're in the right place, especially if you are in your first year or two, that um you get that kind of like butterflies in your stomach every now and then because you're trying something you've never tried before and and it does feel uncomfortable but it also feels joyful right you are getting some results you are getting some positive feedback that's how you know you're on the right track and the more we can kind of lean into that the more we are going to see the business that we want like i don't i don't know a lot of people who are like i want to make a million dollars and i don't care if i have any fun at all like <laughs> most of my people are like I, what they what they're really seeking through the business is more joy and more freedom. And yes, they do want to be paid well for it. And I think we can have all those things. And a big part of that is just just believing that that is possible, right? Believing that we can have a great business that pays us well, that allows us to do the things that we love. And I'm living proof that that's possible, and you are as well, Sabrina. So 
you know, let us be the example for those um, younger mamapreneurs coming up behind us. It, it, you can do this. And um, yeah, and, and we want we want to see you succeed so badly. Yeah. So, I mean, that I think that's why it's so important to we have to believe that it's possible. Right. We have to believe that we can have a great business that pays us well, that lights us up, that that brings us joy. And as long as we're showing up and we're staying in that mindset and just keep putting one foot in front of the other, actually, that that does bring me to I, I don't know if, we, if this is when you wanted to do the reading, but it does bring me to a part of the book that I'm particularly fond of. Yeah, please honor us with a, a little reading. That would be great. So. Um, I'm going to, I'll tell you why I, <clears throat> Sabrina asked me to, to read my quote unquote favorite part of the book and why I chose this part was the first time I read the draft. I'm probably going to get a little emotional here. So apologies if my voice cracks a little. Um, the first time I read the book cover to cover, uh, I hit this page and I just started to cry. And I realized that, that, that I had finally captured the essence of who I am and what I want to see more of in the world. And it also was sort of the moment, like, holy shit, I wrote a book. Like, <laughs> it's, it is from the last few pages. So not really a spoiler alert, but um, it's, about, it's, about, um, it's about something that is really near and dear to my heart, which is the concept of tenacity. So I'll read, I'll read this page to you. I'm not a very good reader. I'll, I'll tell you that. I'm a I'm much better off-the-cuff speaker than reader, but I'm going to do my best. Okay, so the section is called, the title of this section is called Tenacity. When I was in elementary school, my teacher wrote a comment on my report card. She used a word that I had never seen before, a word that I will never forget, tenacious. Being unfamiliar with it, I thought it was one of those words that sounded fancy and important, but had negative connotations like precocious or incorrigible. So I asked my mom about it, and she told me that it meant stick-to-itiveness. I like that. I chose to embrace my tenacity and I have worn it like a badge of honor ever since. Look, I'll be straight with you. I am not the smartest gal or the quickest gal. In fact, I often say I'm late to the party on most things. I'm not the savviest or most sophisticated, not by a long shot. The truth is I'm not special in any way except for one. I simply don't quit. Long after people have told me something is a dumb idea that's never going to work, Long after others have given up, I keep going. That's not to say I don't get knocked down. I do. And it's not to say I haven't lost my way a few times, but I always find my way back. Yeah, that always makes me cry a little bit. I love it. And tenacious, you are my friend. And it's, it's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You know, it's, it's such an important thing. I had a mentor once tell me, you know, the only way to fail is to quit. And that totally. always stuck with me too, because it's so true. I mean, failure is inevitable if you view failure as, you know, falling down and it's, it's an option. You have the choice to get back up. We always have the choice to get back up and keep going, keep moving forward, you know, keep pivoting, keep adapting, keep changing and, you know, cutting away the pieces that no longer serve you and replacing them with, you know, things that bring you more joy. And that's what this whole book is about. That's what all of this building a business, the coaching industry, everything like that's the gold nugget, right? Is totally. tenacity. So 
I love that you share that. And I also really loved that part of the book too. I mean, there's so much gold. I was wondering how you were going to choose your favorite part because I couldn't. I'm like, uh, maybe this part, maybe this part, maybe this part. There's like 2000 parts that are amazing. The whole book is just great. So oh, I'd love for you, you to share, you know, just a little bit more about, you know, from a vulnerable place, you know, writing a book, I know it's an extremely cathartic experience. You know, it's, there's a lot of healing that goes into it and, you know, all personal stories and your, your book is a beautiful combination of, you know, personal stories, experiences that you've had as a coach and as a business owner. Um, so both sides of it, and then, you know, also tangible tools and, and tips, but from the vulnerable side of it, you know, sharing mm -hmm. your story, sharing your journey, what was that experience like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I had major major imposter syndrome writing this book. Um, and I, I, I mean, we all get that from time to time, but the time I started writing this book, I had done a lot of things in my business. So it, it's not a feeling that I feel a ton of, you know, most days, um, but having never written a book before, some of the thoughts that kept coming up for me um, throughout the process of writing was there's so many business books out there already how is this book going to be different? How am I even an authority on some of this stuff? You know, some of the stuff that I talk about, I'm like, I, you know, there's so many people that have done this for 15 or 20 or, you know, 50 years. There's some, and I, and, and you are like me, like I am a, I am a binge reader. I am a business book junkie, especially. So I was comparing me to some of, you know, the greatest writers. I'm looking over here at my bookshelf, um, Simon Sinek, and Donald Miller and, you know, some of the greatest books that I've ever written, excuse me, some of the greatest books that I've ever read. I'm thinking about those while I was writing my book and I, I did want my book to be great. Um, so I found that on those days, you know, there were moments where that was coming up a lot. And I think to what's going to happen is your writing process, it's, it's going to look every, it's going to look different for everyone. So for me, what helped was starting early in the day um, and, and which is usually my freshest time of day. So I would have to, as the book talks about, block off time. And then I'd have to talk to my family about why that was important to me. And then I would have to sit down and just write. And I think for me, the reason why we got the book done on time, there's a couple of things. Um, so the first thing was I had made a commitment to get the book on time and I'll come back to that in a second. But the second thing was I didn't censor myself as I was writing it. I think a lot of people try to edit while they're writing. And so for me, I was like, if I do that, this thing is never going to get done. So I just sat at the computer and I actually originally thought that I would record it as a voice memo because I'm such a better speaker. But the truth is, that was not going to work for me for writing a book. I needed to sit down and the more I did it, the faster the words would come. And I knew they weren't the right words. I knew it was awkward and messy and, you know, it wasn't going to be a perfect book, but I knew it just had to get written. I'm also a terrible speller. So I knew the spelling and the grammar were going to be disgusting. And I was like, I'm just going to be okay with it. That was a big piece of it. The second piece is the commitment that I made. So I was in, um, I was coaching a summer 90 day program and they all had these, you know, I call them the desired end results, right? Your 90 day goal, where you want to be at the end of the 90 days. 
they all had committed to these desired end results. But unbeknownst to them, I had committed to you, Sabrina. I had said, this book is going to be done by Labor Day. I'm going to have a first draft ready because that was the only way that we could publish on time and publish in the spring of 2021. So, and I also, fall is a very busy time for me. It's probably the busiest of the whole year. So I knew if I didn't get it done by Labor Day, it just wasn't going to get done. So I would say, you know, advice I would have is you are going to feel imposter syndrome, move through it anyway, because your book will be different. It will be something unique and special that the world needs. Um, Make a commitment to just getting it done. Like make a commitment to writing that first draft and pick a date on the calendar. You're going to submit that first draft to whomever that might be, even if it's just your first, your business buddy who's going to read it, but pick a date and work towards it. And then advice, you know, piece of advice number three, accountability, whether it's working with someone like Sabrina in one of her programs, or even just working with a business coach or, or just again, like an accountability buddy, that accountability piece is huge. And I know if I didn't have you waiting to read that book on Labor Day, it'd probably still be being written by now. It would still be, you know, in the works. But because I knew you were you were waiting for it and you were cheering me on and holding me accountable, that really helped me push past a lot of that imposter syndrome and just get it done. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's it's relevant to building a business too, right? Make those goals the you you don't like the word goal, right? What do you use? Desired end result. result. That's (laughs) right. The desired end result. And then commit to it and you know, make those little things happen. And I always, you know, tell people that if you're looking up the mountain to the very top peak constantly going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, how am I ever gonna get there? You you might not, right? Because it feels impossible. But if you take it one step at a time, one little piece of that business building at a time, or book writing or whatever you're applying this to, you know, make that a celebration at every stage, right? Then it is more joyful. And, you know, that's what this is all about. Celebrate, celebrate the little wins, right? All the wins, big and small, just constantly celebrate. And that's why I created the, um, we have the YGT Mama Media Pod and it's all for celebration. And, you know, tomorrow we're going to be, now, now it's tomorrow, not today. Tomorrow, we're going to be launching your book on Amazon. It's going to be live and we're going to make this baby a bestseller. So anyone who's listening to this podcast episode today, go look in at the link. It'll be in the show notes and go join the celebration pod so that we can celebrate Leanne as she becomes a best-selling author, which is such a huge accomplishment for our authors, you know, to not just get the book done and become a published author, but then a best-selling author. It's just such a powerful experience and and such a a need to celebrate. So anyone who's listening to this, wherever you're you're consuming this content, go find our celebration pod on Facebook and join the party because it is going to be a party. Yes. Giveaways and including um, some tickets for your boot camp that's coming up, your business boot camp, which is an incredible event with amazing speakers and you know tons more tangible tips and tricks. So if you're hearing this and you know you are thinking of building a business, take this as the sign that it's time to go build your business. Get Leanne's book on Amazon tomorrow, and then go to business boot camp. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And you'll have everything you need. Then you'll have everything you need to start your business and do it joyfully. So 
And thank you so, so much for being here today and you know, for your tenacity and your ability to pivot and just for everything that, you know, it's been such a pleasure working with you and publishing incredible books. And it's just been such an honor to work with you as my coach and be in the Mamas & Co community. There's just so much goodness that you're putting out into the world. So thank you for being you and for everything you do. Thank you so much, honestly, and back at you. I'm so grateful for everything you do and, and how you serve your people, but also how you are helping authors get their books, their book babies out into the world. And, and for all of your support during this process, I could not have done it without you and the YGT Mama Media team. Um, so grateful for you all. Thank you so much. So I'm going to post everywhere, all the links so that you can you know, join us for the celebration and help Leanne become a number one best-selling author on Amazon tomorrow, which is Wednesday, April 14th. So yay. Okay. We'll see you next time.